beautiful people, and welcome to our Power is Within, a weekly podcast where you will hear inspiring testimonials by everyday people who have healed their bodies and minds of chronic pain, illness, and disease. Learn about different modalities for neurohacking, rewiring your brain, upgrading your mind, and healing your body so that you can take your power back. I'm your host, Chasmith. So what is going well for you today? Take a moment and just think about that. Think about what is going well, because I know that we're in a time in this world where I know I'm guilty of this, but we can get so caught up in what's not working or what doesn't feel right or what's frustrating, but there is always something going well. And I will start by saying that when we can start to focus on things that are working, on what's going well, on what is good, and on what we're grateful for, we honestly do attract and create more things that fall into those categories. So think about what is going well for you today. By now, you have, um, well, if you have listened to all three interviews, you are probably aware of how unique each person's journey really is, even though all three of my previous guests have been using the DNRS dynamic neural retraining system um, as their primary tool for healing. They've each used it for different amounts of time with or without different tools and for completely different reasons but they've all been on their own self-healing journey. We've used a lot of lingo over the past few weeks pertaining to DNRS, again, the Brain Retraining System by Annie Hopper. And after today, we will use that today. We will predominantly be speaking today about DNRS as well and following um, some DNRS guidelines. And uh, I just want you guys to know that after today, For the next several weeks, the next several guests who are also so kind and courageous to come to the show and share their stories in hopes to inspire um, some of you out there, Um, they will be sharing stories and the steps that they took to heal from a little bit of a different perspective than how we've approached it the last few weeks and today. So you will hear some new different lingo. And next week... um, Prior to the the interview, I will definitely go over some of the new language and I'll always include references in the show notes like I have been doing. But also feel free to direct message me or email me anytime if you have questions or you need clarity or you're trying to figure out what steps to take. Um, I can't make those answers for you, but I can surely help guide you to find the answer within yourself because it's always there. So I do want to say that at the end of the day, there's a bunch of different names for what most of us are often dealing with in chronic pain or illness. Um, Sometimes we hear limbic impairment. Sometimes we hear mind-body syndrome. Sometimes we hear tension, myoneural syndrome. But I want you to know that these each hold a similar meaning. And although the the path and the steps that we take to get to the end goal might look different in some regard. All roads lead to healing from within. And I think that's what matters most. 
So listen with an open mind to all the stories and see what makes sense for you. Ask yourself, what truly resonates with me? Be still. Listen to your inner knowing. Find what feels right for you because at the end of the day, we all have our own inner authority. And don't be afraid to experiment. Try things on and ask for support along the way. Just because we possess our own inner wisdom and our own power to heal doesn't mean that we don't often need support or a coach or a guide, even if that's just someone to cheer us on and be our fan. So find somebody who can help guide you in the right way. I have seen so many people who clearly have an intuitive sense of something that is working for them and good for them, but they give their power away by asking everybody else if they're allowed to do this or if they're allowed to do that or if it's okay for this. And I always say, how does it feel? Does it feel aligned? Does it feel authentic? Does it feel real? Because you know this answer. So again, I'm just reiterating here and just trying to really emphasize that I really want every person listening to understand that the most beautiful to me, the most beautiful part of this healing journey is learning how to tap into what is real and authentic for ourselves and to honor those truths. I hope that helps. So I do want to also say that healing is not a one size fits all. This is why I'm bringing together such a diverse group of beautiful people to share their stories. And a lot of these stories look really different. A lot of people are using very different tools, but the coolest thing is, is they're all having results and success. And so I hope that you figure out through listening to these different stories, what really resonates and sits well with you. There are so many tools and so many wonderful ways to approach your journey. So allow it, allow, allow there to be a shift, allow things to be refined along the way. And like I've said before, my hope is that this show is to help you guys learn about the vast array of options that we have in this really big, giant self-healers toolbox, and then inspire you to take your power back. Okay, enough of my tangent. (laughs) Though I honestly hope that perspective does help someone out there listening. And if not, I'm sorry, but not sorry. (laughs) Okay, so these past few weeks, as I've already said, there have been a large emphasis on DNRS, Dynamic Neural Retraining System. Thank you, Annie Hopper. So today I thought it would be really fun to have an emphasis be on brain rewiring and various tools and exercises to help you rewire your brain and strengthen the neuroplasticity. Now, I want you to also know that even if you're not doing a brain rewiring program yourself, and even if you don't choose to, that we can all incorporate simple brain rewiring exercises into our daily regimen for not only physical healing, but for emotional healing, mental healing, and also just creation, creating and manifesting. And and we'll get all into that deeply in the interview today. So um, I do have a wonderful guest on the show. Her name is Miss Holly Atkins. We get into a long, beautiful conversation that I very much enjoyed. And at the end, I have a little treat for you. Holly will use her soothing voice and she's going to lead us through a mini guided visualization that um, is like a mini experience that she offers on her podcast. 
and it's designed to tap into your senses so that you can have a sensory experience as well as allow the emotions to be felt in your physiology, which is one of my favorite parts about visualization. Did you know that there have been so many studies done to support how powerful visualizations can be for our body and our mind? Our brain does not know the difference between actual and perceived or past versus future versus present. It's always and all happening in the now. So why not learn to leverage the now to create the emotions you want to feel and write your story? This is how you train your brain to work for you. Aside from visualizations, a few things that you can start incorporating into your life to improve and help with your brain neuroplasticity and rewiring are rearranging your space, like rearranging your living space in your home, your bedroom, or even your workspace. And you know, I understand that sometimes it's not realistic to rearrange everything or paint a wall. So you can just move anything around. I actually often move my artwork around on my bedroom walls. I don't even change the positioning or remove the nails. I literally just move the artwork into new places. And I feel like that in and of itself does create a, um, a feeling of change in this space. Also, doing anything with your non-dominant hand is super helpful. It is helpful for so many reasons, but it also allows you to be so much more present. It takes so much focused. I'm actually so proud of myself because of how good I'm getting at eating with my left hand, but you should have seen me the first time I tried it and probably for the first few months. I felt like a three-year-old first learning how to be independent and hold my own spoon. It was rather hilarious. It would have been kind of funny to go on a date and see what my date thought of it. (laughs) But anyhow, (laughs) my very favorite thing to do with my non-dominant hand is actually coloring in children's coloring books. It's honestly so much fun. And it helps me to also overcome my old perfectionist habits because let's face it, it's not going to be perfect. And it's just about the experience. I honestly just think of it as playtime. So I could go on and on. But today is actually quite a long episode, so I'm going to go ahead and let you know that Holly Atkins is a brain retrainer. She has been using DNRS as her brain retraining system very successfully. And while she is still in the process of retraining, she has had tremendous progress. Today, we are not going to focus on symptoms or where Holly was at prior to DNRS. We actually are going to follow the DNRS guidelines, which encourage us to remain positive focused. We do talk about what Holly is up to these days and how brain retraining has impacted her life and all about her wonderful podcast, Happy Chill Fun Time, which you will get a taste of near the end. Happy Chill Fun Time is a relaxing story time meditation podcast and a mood boosting platform that is always evolving over time. And so Without further ado, let's get to it. Welcome, Holly. Thank you so much for being with me today. I'm really excited um, to bring you onto the show and have the listeners get an experience of the wonderful medicine that you've created. (laughs) Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Awesome. So 
Um, before I know um, that we're going to be doing a really fun little example of the, like I called it, the medicine that you've created and a little visualization later at some point today. But for right now, I wanted to ask you a few questions, just a few general questions about, um, yeah, what kind of led you into this, your own podcast and your experience with your healing journey. Is that cool? Yeah, totally. Okay. So how long have you been doing DNRS? I started in December 2017 and I did it for 10 months straight, like uh, religiously and like I did ev- every day, all the things. And then, um, then some life stuff came up and I sort of, I think for the next, basically up until um, the beginning of this year, 2020, um, I sort of was halfway doing it and then I recommitted and have been doing it, um, consistently since, uh, around the beginning of this year till what now this is, uh, September. So somewhere Mm -hmm. around March to September. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I don't know about you, but I know when March happened, mid-March happened, I really felt so grateful that I had DNRS as a tool to use to get me through this year and whatever, you know, came about. It was it's been really helpful. Totally. And and that, you know, that was really that was really kind of what sparked uh, me starting this podcast that I have called Happy Chill Fun Time. And uh, I had been wanting to start a podcast. I'd been wanting to do something creative for a long time. And, um, I had some ideas. I was actually in the process of doing a different podcast that I had, I had everything ready. I even had my first episode, my interview all done and ready to post. And then, you know, um, what I'm now calling Le Pan, <laughs> the pandemic, uh, happened in March. And, um, I realized, oh, wow, like I have these great tools and like this is something that has been helping me so much. Um, I'd been wanting to start like, oh, maybe I'll do a meditation podcast. I don't know. And then what I did was I think one day I came home and I really just needed like some meditation. I needed a break. I needed to do like a round. And I thought, well, why don't I share like just a small part of something? Why don't I just do a little visualization, a little meditation for the people on my Instagram. So I had, I have an Instagram, uh, that I've had for a while. It's the, at the Holly Atkins. And, um, I had been just talking about like, oh, I'm vegan and like, you know, ethical clothing and, and ethical living and stuff like that. Cause I'm very passionate about that stuff. And that was kind of my thing. And then, um, and it still is, but then on that, I was like, I think I'm going to use this. I just, I'm just going to share. I'm just going to do a live. So I did a live video just doing a little meditation for people that made me feel good. It was, um, if, you, if you listen to the podcast, it was similar to the uh, Cozy Cabin episode. <laughs> mm, where I just listened to that one. Oh, that's a really popular one. Um, we basically, we drive up into the mountains. I kind of, I, where I imagine it is at Yosemite. Um, Mm. and we drive to the mountains and we go to a beautiful cabin on on a lake. I don't even know if it exists (laughs) in real life, but, um, 
And, you know, it's just very cozy and we're smelling, you know, the smell of nature and the trees and the leaves and feeling that, breathing that mountain air and how beautiful and good that feels. And I had such a great response from that. Um, I had a lot of people say like, oh, that felt so good. Thank you. And, you know, my best friend called me and was like, you better make this a podcast because I need it every day. (laughs) So um, that kind of like got me started. And um, I realized, wow, I think this is something really powerful that can help people. And it's been helping me so much. It's got to have that same power for others. So I I really want to share that. That's awesome. I love it. <laughs> um, that It's funny, a, a little side note that I think there was a part where we got out of the car and there was some um, dried, crunchy leaves oh, on the ground. In, in the cozy cabin episode? Uh-huh. Yeah. And, but what's really great is that that actually triggered a memory of childhood for me that I could then take and use for my own uh, memory visualization uh, as a child. Oh, I love that so much. Yeah, it just totally, I don't know why it was just in that moment. I had this total, like just memory of this experience as a child with leaves in the fall. And I was like, oh my God, a new memory, you know, because I I don't know if you had the experience, but I know so many people do where when we first start DNRS, we're like, I don't really have a lot of memories. So you make a bunch up, you know? Yes. You know, I get a lot, I get a lot of people asking me like, can I use this as part of my DNRS practice? And, you know, I can't say yes or no. I don't know. That's up to you. It's something you should talk to about with your, your coach or, or whatever. But one thing I think that you can use it for is for inspiration. So like, Mm -hmm. you know, listen to an episode and then, you know, when you're moving forward, doing your practice, like, use that like you could use cozy cabin and then you can change it and mold it and just use Mm -hmm. that as bones and be like oh I'm at a cabin but it's this and I have this blanket that looks like this and you know make it your own you can um you know something that I love to do is just do the same you know I like to do sometimes I'll listen to my own I'll listen to happy chill fun time and I'll just listen to the same episode like multiple times and then it becomes more rich and I add more of my own personal touches into it in my imagination. And that's something Mm -hmm. that I think can be helpful and also allowing it to spark other memories like that too, you know? And then, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then you can do like, um, chapter two. Okay. Now from the cabin, we're going to go water skiing. Like let's pack up our stuff. And like, we're driving from the cabin to the lake or whatever, you know, it's, there's so many um, possibilities. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I just, I literally sent it to a friend just the other day and I said, hey, um, use this to get inspired. Use this to get ideas. Just when you're sitting there thinking, I don't know what to do right now. You know, I don't know what to visualize or think about. It's like, it's a great source to just even be inspired and come up with fun, creative ideas and like you said, listen and see what really resonates with you and notice, oh, that actually makes me feel good. And I didn't even think I would enjoy that. Yes. Oh, thank you, know? you so much for sharing. It means so much when people share it with friends and stuff. And then I hear that it's helpful to people. It, it really makes a difference. And and I just Absolutely. wanted to clarify, like, I have not like created this in any way to be any kind of replacement for any type of brain retraining program or any element of that. It is purely supplemental and in and it's meant to be enjoyed like for all people anywhere doing programs, not doing programs, like whoever has a brain, that's who it's for. Yes, absolutely. Because what it is, is it's allowing us to, t- to 
it's a tool for any person, even if you don't have physical pain or even if you're not trying to, I mean, it's, it's about like what I see as it's it, visualization. I just wrote a post about this today is a brain rewiring tool in general. And brain rewiring is when we are making a choice to use our brain for us or have our brain work for us, Mm -hmm. you know, so that we're creating in, in like in consciousness, we're creating by design rather than creating by default. And we all, no matter where we're at in our life, have you know, goals and dreams and visions or ideas of the person we want to be or how we want to feel in our life. And visualization is a tool to help us get there. Yes, completely. And that's something that I wanted to share was the power of visualization, the power of, you know, it can also move into kind of, you know, manifestation. That's part of it, like Mm -hmm. visualizing. It's not just about, you know, healing. It's about you know, designing your life, creating the life that you want, aligning with the person that you are and creating your external world to fit and align with your internal world and what, what feels good to you. And, Mm um, yeah, that's what I, do do you want me to like, should I like explain like what the podcast is or are you going to do that? Um, Yeah, we'll get there. No, we'll get there. Yeah, we will. Yeah, for sure. Um, I like where we're going though. I have you ever, well, you've learned, um, I know there's, I don't know if you ever heard the Michael Jordan story, like about visualizing hitting the shot over and over and over again. And there's so many accounts and testaments of professional athletes and musicians and people who use creative visualization as a tool to see themselves you know, like gymnasts that hit that really special movement over and over and over in their mind. And you actually are changing physiology. I I know that even Dr. Joe Dispenza has tons of research that shows um, how he put, like they put like somebody in a room that just visualizes pushing certain piano keys versus playing the piano. And it's, it's so powerful how, how much the people who just do the visualizations improve. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like their brain fired in the exact same way or something, even if they were just Mm -hmm. imagining it. Oh yeah. So fascinating. I love Joe Dispenza. Mm -hmm. Love, love. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Yeah. I just love anything that's like exposing the magic of who we are and what we're capable of. Oh my God. And you know what too? Like it's, and this is another, okay. This is like become my, I don't know, like my mission or the empowering, basically what I want to do with Happy Chill Fun Time, like as a platform, because I, I have big plans for it. I want it to be more than a podcast. Like there's so much more coming. I want it to empower people. I want to help people realize that they are so much more powerful than they imagine, you know, mm-hmm. and that we, we can do so much more with our brains than we've been told, than we've yes. thought in the past. Like it's once you realize the things that you can do, you become so empowered and you realize like, oh my gosh, like I'm kind of magical. Like that's really cool. Yes. I, I want to, what I, what I say basically this term is I, I want to like democratize good feels. I want to like, I want to empower people to show like you can feel good. You can create the life that you love it is within your power and, and, and I'm doing it right now. Like I am a testament as I move through this process and I build this platform, like I am doing it. It's part of my, 
my practice, like one thing I say at the end, one of my um, kind of like statements, proclamations is I know what I want and I do it boldly. Like I am sure of it and I'm moving forward in that direction, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, well, I 100% agree. <laughs> we are powerful. <laughs> we have a lot of potential and it's all about uh, tapping into it and being conscious about using it. Yeah, completely. So, and the world deserves that message, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's funny because I know a lot of people who kind of initially resist visualizations and the thought is like, oh, well, it feels fake. And it's like, yeah, but you have to just trust the process. And the more you do it, the more it becomes you know, like I, I know you've experienced this where you literally are just going through this visualization and you laugh out loud and you start to actually feel the, the physiology, like the physiology changing, you know, you have the physiological responses to the experience. Yeah. You know, I, I like to say I'm happiest in the cross between uh, science and woo woo. Mm-hmm. Like, I love, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like a, I'm like a, oh yeah, like cool. Okay. Like crystals, like I'll dabble or whatever. Like I'm not, I don't s- s- buy in all the way to things, but like, and then I'm like science, but give me like some data. I like want a little grounding mm-hmm. research. So I love that like cross where I'm like, you know, okay, let's do this like meditation, visual- visualization, all of this stuff that might feel woo woo or like kind of weird to some people. But then we've got all of this data backing it up saying like, this is what our brains are doing right now. When you are mm-hmm. doing this thing, this is what's actually happening in your brain. These neurons are firing and wiring. These, you know, neurotransmitters are like flying around. You know, that yeah. that to me is just like the perfect spot to be like, okay, I know that what I'm doing is effective. You know, it's making a yes. difference. I'm I'm using my time efficiently. And and that's, you know, that's what I really love. And I, I do want to put something about that, like, unhappy chill fun time. So people understand, like, learn a little bit about how our brains work and realize, like, when they listen to an episode, this is what your brain is doing when you're listening to the episode. Like, I just think that yeah. that's so cool. Yeah, I'm big on that, too. I love the sciencey stuff of it. You know, like, I'm, I love to understand the, the science behind it all. But I, and something I think is important, and I always do this is, I, I really try to be conscious of the language I use. So something I tell myself, especially, and I'm sure you've experienced this, that the moments of resistance, you know, the moments when we don't feel like doing the things we know really help us. <laughs> and in those moments, I remind myself, are you kidding me? We get to co-create our reality right now. We get to, we get to co-create our future. We get to co-create and manifest our life. Yeah. So that word get, I get to do this. Yes. Yes. You know? Yes. I'm having like an Oprah moment where my arms are outstretched. You can't see me, but I am yesing with my arms and my mouth is wide open. You know what this looks like. This is Oprah. Like, yes, <laughs> you get a car, you get a car, you get to do your, your brain rewiring. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. It's, ma- it's magic for sure. So what, so you kind of already told me what inspired you to begin this podcast. So thank you for sharing that. Um, I didn't even have to ask you read my mind. (laughs) Um, in addition to kind of the visualizations and what we've kind of been talking about, you and I both know that another thing that really truly does rewire our brain is incorporating more laughter into our life. So I was curious what, what ways you incorporate more laughter into your life? Well, I've been incredibly lucky uh to have discovered (laughs) 
discovered at, at, at one point um, in my life that I was kind of funny. People would tell me that I was a funny person. And that was sort of like in my 20s. And I was like, what? I never even thought about it. Because I didn't grow up with like a lot of watching a lot of comedy or anything like that. Um, and I ended up uh, pursuing acting and moving to Los Angeles and then in turn pursuing comedy and doing um, improv, like kind of like um, if you've ever seen that show, Whose Line Is It Anyway? Or if you've ever been to a show at Upright Citizens Brigade, they used to be in New York and Los Angeles and uh, doing improvised comedy and stuff. And then, so, you know, that, that definitely like gave me a good solid foundation. And then I ended up um, meet in my very first improv class. I met my partner, my now partner, and it'll be 10 years coming up in February. And I met him in an improvised comedy class. And he also had done comedy and grew up all around it and stuff and is extremely funny. So we, we laugh a lot. Um, and I'm, I'm so lucky to have that influence in my life. And, and we love to watch, uh, I think my, my main, my main thing is watching comedy. I would say is my first way to laugh. My, my favorite, um, my current, I could say a few of my current shows, if they're, I would say re, is, if we're talking about being retrainer friendly, um, I love Impractical Jokers. Have you ever seen that? Yes, yes. Actually, in 2020 <laughs> for my first time, because, because of DNRS, I told my brother, I'm supposed to be, you know, I'm, a, I'm like seven months in, I'm like, I'm supposed to be laughing every day. And I thought, I don't think I'm laughing every day. I never thought laughter would be the thing I struggled the most with, but I wasn't, but, but yet I, I was, that was my biggest struggle with all the, you know, the, the pillars of DNRS. I wasn't laughing every day. Mm -hmm. And so it kind of became a thing that we did together. He downloaded or bought some seasons of that show in Practical Jokers and we'd sit around at night and just laugh our, our butts off. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's it's so funny. Yes. <laughs> I couldn't believe I had like never seen it before. Like I don't have yeah. I don't have a TV. I just watch stuff on my computer. So like maybe that's why. But um it's so, so good. And mm -hmm. um just I think also just being um allowing, allowing yourself to be silly. That's usually what gets, what really makes me laugh is like, sometimes I'll just be like, just do a weird sound or like a weird dance. <laughs> or I'll imagine something that's absolutely so absurd. I'll give you an example. Um, earlier in my uh, journey, uh, I was lucky enough to go to the dentist. And um, I, I won't mention what, uh, why, well, even just most people don't like to go to the dentist, but, um, I was lucky enough to get to go to the dentist. And, uh, so I was, uh, imagining what it might be like to go to the dentist before I went. And I imagined that when I got there, they were having a pizza party for me. And everyone was so excited and we had the best time and it, and it like, it took like five minutes. And then when I walked out the door, 
the whole city was having a ticker tape parade for me. Like it was like, you went to the dentist and like, literally there's like floats, like parade floats going by and like those giant Macy's Thanksgiving day balloons and everything. And it's like all for me, like, you know, like balloons in the shape of a tooth and like, you know, you could just, (laughs) it, it was so absurd that it made me laugh. And like, I was, that like it was just so helpful for me. So yes. it's like that just it works. And in practice yes. jokers. Like seriously, we bought I think we've bought all the seasons now. We own all of them. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. I um I I do a lot of visualizations that include laughter and it, where it's just there's funny silly moments in the visualization and then I find myself laughing out loud. Oh, I love that. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good though. I'm I'm really grateful that I never had <laughs> an issue with the dentist. I kind of always thought it was fun, so I've <laughs> that's been in my favor. <laughs> yes, yeah, it was yeah, I won't I won't go into it, but it wor- that worked for me though. Was there a pizza party? No, but it did go well. So. <laughs> yeah. Good. <I'm> <laughs> um, so let's see what else. I want to I guess the, the listeners are eventually going to get to hear a little taste of what you offer um, on your podcast and these visualizations we keep talking about. But I did want to say that your ideas and, you know, we already kind of brushed up on how people can even use your podcast and the visualizations you provide for sources of inspiration. But I do want to say that there's some really, 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 really creative ideas on your podcast and some, I, I'm looking through them and I'm like, I wouldn't, ne- I would never think of that. It's so creative. So I, I want to know where your ideas for these come from. Do you do research or they just literally come on a whim? You know, what, where do you uh, get that inspiration? Thank you. Which ones are you looking at? There's, yeah, it's so, I mean, my God, there's so many. What, when I first yeah. started, I, um, I did an episode a day for the month of April and I was, I think wow. I thought I was going to like, okay, yeah, I'm just going to do it until um, we're all like back to normal. <laughs> At that point I thought I was, I thought, oh yeah, okay. Like for three months or something, I'm going to do it. <laughs> and then after a month I was like, okay, well let's scale back a little bit here. So yeah, I've got so many episodes up already. Yeah. So which ones are you looking at? Oh, I don't know. There's so many, but I just know they're so creative. Yeah. Just so, I mean, if I pulled it up, I could. There's like, I mean, there's just tons. That, there tons. I mean, where do I get the ideas from? I, I'm kind of an idea machine and my partner is like me times a thousand as far as ideas. We are literally, we've, oh, please, anyone listening, hit me up because I've been like, my whole life have been like, how can I start a company where I sell my ideas? Because we just have ideas flowing out of us constantly. But it's a matter of like, okay, well, what are you going to do with these ideas? So it's pretty cool that I've found a way to like kind of channel them. Um, Yeah, one episode that I love is, uh, a few of them that I'm thinking of right off are Candy City. The Candy City, we float up to the clouds and there's a, a city made of candy, kind of like Candyland um, that exists up there. And we walk around with um, some of our friends who are peeps, I think. Um, I did this a while ago, so I try to remember. But And then we like, wit, you know, we like uh, attend a wedding for some gingerbread people and stuff. Like, it's so beautiful to see their love. Like, <laughs> oh, that's so cute. Um, yeah, and I want to highlight really quick for the listeners that when we talk about these visualizations, as she's explaining, you know, Candyland, 
they don't have to be realistic. They don't have to always be you in some super realistic experience. I honestly think sometimes stepping out of realism helps us to open our mind to possibilities. So I think kind of going whimsical and fairy tale can be really powerful. Completely. Yeah. And there's really only a few of those episodes on right now. I've, I've, uh, more recently focused more on sort of like um, natural settings and travel stuff. Um, yeah. But those were really fun. And also another, another great one, like I have um, one called light, uh, I think it's called, what's it called lit from within um, and one called flow like water. And basically yeah, those like ones, water. Yeah, those are just about getting sometimes it's helpful to not imagine us as our body. Maybe yes. we're like a beam of light or I really, the when I did the water episode, um, it was during a particularly challenging time this year. And I just thought, what, what could help right now? What could feel good? And the, the idea, and I think it was Bruce Lee that originally said like, be like water, you know, mm-hmm. and the idea that we can, that idea actually came to me when we were camping near a Creek and I was sitting by the Creek and I was watching the water flow over the rocks and it would go over the rocks and it would go, it would split and go around the rocks. And then I thought some of the water soaks into the ground. Some of the water goes into the air and I thought about how water is so versatile and if we can access that that amount of versatility and be able to flow with life and what what comes then that could that could feel better that could help us feel better to be able to just flow over it go under it seep in rise above whatever you need to do you can do you know you are yes. water we are water you know what What a cool experience too, because I'm thinking just in the experience that you had of observing the water and then coming up with those ideas, how present were you in that moment? You were just there with the water, watching its dynamic, its every move and noticing. And that makes somebody just so incredibly present. Oh, thank you. Yes. I think I had done I had done uh, some DNRS practice right before then. I was like, oh, this is a perfect setting. And I was just like in it. Yeah. yeah. It feels so good. And oh, there were these beautiful dragonflies. Oh, they were mm-hmm. gorgeous colors. Actually, you can, if you want to hear about this trip, listen to um, Creek Walk, Calming Creek Walk. That episode is about the, when we went camping, not all of them are based on real things. Um, but that one, and I talk about the beautiful dragonflies and they were all these different colors, electric blue and like this bright red orange and they would chase each other around and settle on the rocks. And it was so cool to just uh, watch them play and really like be in the moment and dig into the moment. Um, Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They're really neat. And they always, they're always in two. Yeah. Um, And they're always near water. Every time I go paddle boarding, I, I, I feel like they're always just kind of flying around me, you know, they're there and then they're gone and then they're back and then they're gone. And, you know, mm-hmm. uh, they're, cute. they're so awesome. Cool. Yeah. I love it. So, so besides those episodes, I also have, you know, tra- a lot of them are nature. Like one of my favorites is uh, calming redwood forest, which is just, we're walking through a redwood forest and like we smell the trees and we, um, we see the, the sunlight from the, the, 
the sun is setting and, you know, those colors kind of, you know, when they stream through the, the spaces between leaves and the spaces between yes. the, the, the trees and, and that those shafts of light that pour down onto the forest floor, like that, that's just so truly beautiful. And then the fog rolls in and it cools us. And that's one of my favorite ones. So a lot of them are like that. And then, um, some of the most popular episodes are the travel episodes and one that I love. Yeah. One that's really popular is the French flower market. I think it's called Paris flower market. And uh, we just like go to Paris and we're walk- strolling along a flower market, which is just a cornucopia of color. It's just every color and every flower along the street. And then we like end up getting baguettes from a local, you know, boulangerie. And it's so, it's so beautiful. And you really feel like you're there. And we add in like sounds from French markets and stuff too, to make it really real. Right and- now we need those. We need those travel yes. ones because we can't, if we can't be there for real, we have to take ourselves there in some capacity. Exactly. I love that. It's just like a little like mini vacation, you know, it's so yeah. accessible yeah. to anyone, whether it's, you know, e- no matter what the limitation is, whether it's what's going on right now or whether it's, you know, health stuff or budget or anything, you know, you can go there. And, and once you go there in your mind, going back to manifesting, once you go there in your mind, you're so much more likely to really go there in the future. Yeah, you keep holding that intention. Yeah. Absolutely. I love it. <laughs> uh, what uh, In this whole experience, I mean, from the beginning, from healing, from DNRS and this whole journey that you've been on, what do you feel like is the the gift, the gift from being led down this path, you know, for whatever, from whatever brought you into the path of needing to approach healing and approach DNRS, what was the gift? What's the gift that you get out of it all? I can't possibly pick one thing. The, the, <laughs> the list is endless and the, the gifts are okay. Uh, It's hard, huh? There's so much. Yeah, I'm getting emotional yeah, because it, it, it's truly, truly life-changing. And I remember yes. one time, I remember one time early in my healing journey when I just thought, like, if I can get through this and if this works, if this actually works, <laughs> um, and I can, you know, help just one person, like it, that'll be worth it. It'll be worth it for me to have gone through this. Like this has to be for a reason. Yes. And um, <laughs> to think back to that now. Yeah, definitely for anyone starting and <laughs> it's so normal to be like, well, is this going to work? <laughs> I definitely approached it like, okay, this is, and we were talking about this earlier. It's like, I'm just going to do an experiment. Like, I'm just going to do this. They say to do it for six months. Fine. I'll do it for six months and then we'll reevaluate and see. Um, but it's crazy to think back to like when I was like, oh, if I wonder if this will work or not, or if this is just some whatever. And to now, you know, almost three years later to see how much it has changed my life for the better. I mean, oh man. In ways that you probably couldn't even imagine. In ways first, you can't right? even imagine. I mean, first of yeah. all, we're talking yeah. about our brains. So 
just take the like prefrontal cortex, for example, and like look up all the things that that is in charge of and then be like, whoa, you know, just like being able to like something I was trying to explain to my partner is like the idea of not to get too much into like, uh, you know, symptoms or anything like that. But like the idea of like having a thought, um, like the impulse or thought that you want to do something or get something done and then to like be able to follow through to the end completion of like, you got that thing done. (laughs) Like that's a prefrontal cortex, right? If I'm correct, I'm trying to remember, but, um, it's like being able to have a thought and then act on that thought and complete that action. Like our brains, we don't think about it. We take it for granted. We just, we just go through our lives like, Oh yeah. We just do these things, but our brains are in charge of all of this stuff and allowing us to do these things. So when things yeah. aren't quite where they should be, sometimes things are more difficult. And so now for me to be able to have a thought and be like, I have this idea that I want to do, even if it's small, right? I want to unload the dishwasher. Having the thought and then having all of the dishes unloaded. Like that's like, yeah. oh my God, yes. I just, I'm like, goal, <laughs> I did it. So that's been huge. I mean, especially now as I'm building this platform of Happy Chill Fun Time to be able to see, it's just a testament to my healing to be able to see like, whoa, look at all of these things that I'm completing, this list over and over again. I'm having a thought, an idea, and then I'm finishing that. I'm completing that and I'm moving forward. That is huge. I know that my brain is working the way that it should be. And that is incredible. Um, Another thing that comes to mind is, boundary setting um yes that's oh yes <laughs> that's a big one i know that word yes and and i hear, i'm not used to apparently i hear a lot of people it, it it comes up a lot and it's something that i never learned i think and i the whole the whole mm, what do i call it my health journey um sort of uh taught me that I needed, it sort of forced me into setting some boundaries, right? At first I had to. And then DNRS, Mm -hmm. it kind of like, it gives you like kind of permission to set some boundaries and be like, okay, well, if uh, you can, you can get up from the table, you can leave a conversation, you can say, oh, that's, I don't really want to talk about that right now. Let's talk about something else. You know, it allows you that. And once you have that permission, which we don't need permission for one thing, we don't need, we don't need permission for anything. We can do what we want, but sometimes we feel like we need it and it's helpful. And so from there, it's like we can start growing and like learn, learn to build more boundaries and like set, okay, this feels right for me. This feels good for me, or this doesn't. And really like um, paying attention to the energy that we feel from things and people and events and like, does this um, energize me? Does this fill me up? Or does this make me tired and drain me? You know, and paying attention to that and then setting boundaries around that too. Like that's been huge. Yes. yes. Isn't that great to, I feel, I, don't, I mean, I just feel like it teaches, like, I love how you explain that. You explained it so well, pertinent, like pertaining to the boundaries and how it's just, yeah, we don't need permission, but sometimes we think we do, you know, when we're kind of stuck and once we get a taste of boundaries, we start learning about all these other ways that we can create boundaries, not in a bad way, in a beautiful way. And the part you said about the people, like knowing 
just being tapped in and tuned into our energy and other energies around us and how other energies affect us and being able to set boundaries around where you want to spend your energy. Completely, completely. And I was just talking to a friend about this, about the idea of, I, I remember a couple years ago, I said, I'm going to start, look, I'm a, I'm a super sensitive person. I'm an empath. And I, I said, I'm going to start being more selfish. Like, I know there could be better words to use that are more, you know, that work better. But I was like, I'm going to be more selfish. Some people need to learn to be more giving or whatever. But I need to learn to be more selfish. And I started focusing more on me. I I sort of, I would, I would give so much to people. I would give whatever, everything, anything to people. Like I did so much work for free and like you would help anyone anytime and give everything and go overboard and then like refuse payment and like be like, no, you know what I mean? Like I was blocking my blessings. I was giving too much. I had no boundaries. And once I started and and it, and it was draining it, you know, it, it was draining and then it ends up forming like resentment. And I was like, I don't, this is not good. This doesn't feel right. And once I started focusing more on myself and DNRS helped me with this was, um, it's crazy how, or it's interesting, it's wild, how much more I am able to give and how many more people I can help and who can benefit uh, from what I have to give now that I'm focusing more on me instead of on other people. Like, for example, I, uh, I thought for a while that I wanted to be a life coach because I'm so interested in other, I love people. I'm so interested in what people want to do. And I'm always asking like, well, what is your dream? You know, like that's fascinating to me. Um, and I thought, okay, well maybe I want to be a life coach and help people like realize their potential. And then I, once I started kind of like focusing inward, focusing that energy toward me, I realized like, that's not really something I want. I want to create and I want to, I want to build something that's beautiful that I can push out into the world that can benefit people. And, uh, that's really what, when happy chill fun time, happy chill fun time started really like coming together and growing. And now I've been able to make such a positive change on such a larger scale than I could before just helping people individually. It's, it's absolutely mind blowing to me. So just by focusing more on, on myself and, and putting that energy into me. Wow. And that's such a powerful message that I think there's so many people out there that, that need to hear that, you know, because we are in a culture that sometimes almost shames us or makes us feel like we're bad if we're putting ourselves first, especially, you know, I think this is really common with parents, you know, and but all of us, just if, especially if you are somebody, I, everything, how you described kind of, you know, uh, putting yourself, you know, putting, not putting yourself first and giving and giving and giving and leading to resentment. I'm like, oh yeah, that's, that's, I'm very familiar with that <laughs> pattern uh, in my past, in my past. Um, and, and yeah, it's, it's, we're not alone. There's so many people that it's like, they've been taught or conditioned to feel bad or guilty or shameful because they need to, they want to honor their truth. And, and it's a powerful message because they need to hear it. They need to know that um, they can put themselves first. And you're a really good Testament as to when, when we put ourselves first and we get so aligned with our truth and who we are, and we're honoring that 
the universe is just waiting to pull us, to give us gifts, to provide inspiration, to implant ideas into our soul. Yes. It's just waiting for us to be ready. Yes. Yes. Exactly. And that's how we get ready. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, it wants to know that this next idea is not going to just burn you out or lead to more resentment. It wants to know that you're coming from the right place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're showing that like you're, you're ready. Yeah. Yeah. I think that as, you know, definitely I think parents and I think growing up as, you know, women and, um, you know, if you're an empath or if you're sensitive, um, if you come from, you know, I came from a very extremely like giving family, like just so kind and will help anyone and give the shirt off their back. Like, so I had so many influences and, and that's a good thing. You know, it's like, it's good to, to want to help and, and, and stuff like that. But, but the boundaries, that's the part that that's the key right there. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. A huge lesson for me. Also a big one was learning how, how to not only honor my boundaries, but to not need to apologize, to not have to say, Hey, I'm sorry. I can't do like, I'm sorry. I can't do that for you today. It's just like, Hey, thanks for the invite. You know, that's not really going to work for me today. It's nothing personal. Oh, completely. I love that. I love that. You know, I stopped apologizing a few years ago and it feels so good. (laughs) 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 I mean, look, of course in my relationship and when an apology is appropriate. Yes. But as far as like, yes, sort of, um, there's a, there's an, there's an unconscious, um, it's a thing where, where we'll say, oh, sorry, uh, blah, 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 or, oh, sorry, mm-hmm. or, or, um, yeah, yeah, stuff like that. And it just, it takes away our power. And honestly, it's like, we don't have anything to apologize about, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think when you stop apologizing for things that you don't need to apologize for, it makes the real apologies even that much more valuable. <laughs> oh, so true. You're so right. It's the, this is like a really tiny, funny story, but I basically, one of my goals, look, so people have feelings about swearing, right? Some people are yeah. into swearing and some feel like it's very authentic. Some people are like, no, I don't like swearing. It's like uncouth or whatever. And I'm sort of like in between and I've had my like phases, you know, in junior high, like everyone's swearing. So you're like, oh, well, I guess I better do it to be cool and stuff. And and then I came to a place where I thought, you know, you know, what makes sense to me is that if just in, you know, talk, I, I should like speak however, like feels right to me. But like, if I think what I, what I try to do is I like kind of reserve most of the time I'll, I'll like reserve that. And if, if I swear, it's like, because it's, it's really, I use it as like a real emphasis. <laughs> I don't swear. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It, it's not like you're swearing, cussing someone out where it's like yeah. derogatory. You're using it more for a, a, even a positive emotional expression or emphasis. Oh, totally. Yeah. And it has, yes. power. <laughs> it has so much more power. Yeah. Cause if you're like F this, F that every other sentence, it's not going to mean yeah. anything, but when you come out with something and people are like, Oh, she really means it, <laughs> you know? Yeah. 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 I mean, for me, that's funny. We're even talking about swearing for me. It's, it's, it's just, um, it's not the, I told my mom this actually, I don't know if she listens to my podcast. So if she does. Hello mom. Um, <laughs> <Hi> mom. <laughs> but we had this conversation recently where it was like, Oh my God, you swore, you know? And it's like, yeah, mom, I'm 40. I swear sometimes. And you know what? <laughs> 
it's okay because it's not even the word, it's the intention behind the word, you know? Mm. So what's the difference if I'm 13 and I say, F you, or, you know, you're a piece of crap. It's like, okay, well, I didn't technically use what's labeled as a derogatory word, but I sure as hell meant it, (laughs) you know? I I still meant the same thing. So if I use, you know, a word in an emphasis and I'm, you know, talking about something and I'm smiling and laughing and then I use a word, I'm like, well, judge me if you will, but it's, it's, it's only, it's, and this, in this circles to everything in life, it's only the labels and the judgments that we put on things that make them good, bad, right, or wrong. Otherwise things just are. Exactly. It's, it's the, uh, the value and the, the definition that we assign to a word, right. That is what it, mm-hmm. and yeah. the social acceptance of like what this word means. And I mean, we could get into a whole, I could go down a whole road about like, you know, <laughs> yeah, th- it, this could lead to like a different conversation about a kind of like, you know, feminism and stuff like that. But if we stick to, <laughs> we stick to the topic at hand, um, you know, as far as, you know, if we're talking about words and their assigned meanings and their power, like that's, that's another huge thing I think to keep in mind I think we um you know we we a lot of us have these kind of like unconscious patterns that we run like the I'm sorry thing right it just like comes out Mm -hmm. it's like a habit and paying attention being really mindful really discerning as to like what comes out of your mouth what what we're thinking in our brain what we're saying right? How we're acting, all of those things, our emotions, all of that stuff is connected to our brain and all of that stuff feeds back into healing, into manifestation, into all of that. So it's really, really important. And um, I think something I've been working on is, you know, (laughs) I, I don't know how well I've been doing it, but, you know, speaking a little more slowly and Oh, yeah. A little more choosy about my words. <laughs> and I'm doing it right now that I think of it. <laughs> That's good. I Speaking more slowly is something I've been definitely working on with the podcast. Because my friends that know me, I speak so fast. And so the first few episodes, it's really funny. Actually, the first interview, I said, um, so many times. And it was because I was so focused on speaking slowly. (laughs) And like, (laughs) my brain was moving and I was so focused on speaking slowly. So you could just see the, the focus, the wheel turn and Yeah. And my friends that know me really well, they're like, yeah, it's so weird hearing you speak that. (laughs) Like, I mean, I could tell, they're like, maybe someone who doesn't know you won't notice, but because I know you, I could tell you were really focused Mm. on slowing down. (laughs) But I think it's important in all of life because it just comes back to bringing consciousness and awareness into each moment. You know, yes, completely. And that and that doesn't mean that we have to be become monks or like nuns or like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. yogi guru. Like, you know, we could still be I think that's the that's my main thing is like finding balance, finding being finding your authentic self that feels right and feels aligned, that feels balanced and yeah. is not, you know, oh, I feel like I have to be all this or I have to be yeah. speak really slowly it's like if you speak fast and that's part of you fine and if it's working for you great like you know 
Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, it's, well, I want people to be able to understand me, but yeah. <laughs> no, it's that, it, that, is, that is an important thing is, you know, if, for all of it, it's just being, being authentic. I, I, when we're authentic, when we're aligning to that truth, when we're honoring who we really are unapologetically, that's, it's a magical spot. Oh, yes. Even just like saying that, you know, I was just talking to a friend. I feel like we could go on and on. I, I could just go off on tangents, but I, I was talking <laughs> to a friend recently. We're talking about her career and kind of figuring out where, where she wants to move forward and pivot. And, um, I was just saying, you know, when we, until we are our complete and authentic selves, we're, we can't attract what's completely aligned for us, you know, Right. allowing, and it's funny, I have a tiny, a very tiny little gold nose ring. It's in the middle. It's like very, very small and thin. You can barely see it. A lot of people don't notice it. And for me getting that was, I wanted it and I liked how it looked. And for me, it was a big step in being like, this is who I am. I'm a person who like has a tiny nose ring. I'm like, that's okay. And that's not gonna, that, that's just me aligning with my, it's a small and very like superficial aesthetic thing, but it was symbolic of me trying to be my complete and full expression of myself. Because I think, I think really it's the key of like figuring out who you are and letting that shine as much as possible, because then you will attract to you the right things, the things that are aligned with who you are, you know, I think yes, for so long, I was absolutely. trying to be something else, what I thought I should be for other people or what I needed to be in order to like be successful, that successful, yeah. the, the definition of successful being very like, who knows, <laughs> some version of yeah. what people thought. And, you know, it finally feels right. This, I'll just wrap up your question was the gifts. I think that's where we started, but this, this would be like my last thought on like the gifts from DNRS is that I think I'm fine. I'm finally like feeling aligned, like what I'm doing now, happy chill, fun time and the platform and all of the things that I have planned for it. That feels like me authentically. It feels like me shining out in a in a real and tangible way into the world, and it feels so good. And I've waited for that for so long. And I think it took going through my health experience and doing DNRS and 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 everything to really come to that and allow me allow me, get me to that place. Kind of like when you have to like get broken down to get built back up again, it better, yeah, you know, yeah. there's that thing. And yeah, I just feel like finally I feel aligned. Finally, I feel like this feels right. I'm on the right track. And so, you know, I think to anyone who's out there listening that is in that space of like, maybe you're in your health journey right now, maybe you're in the beginning of it. And I, I know, believe me, we both know what what it feels like and just know like there's a bigger there's a bigger purpose and there's a reason i mean i think there's reasons for things and yes it it really i won't say i'm completely on the other side but i'm i've had such tremendous progress that it's good yeah. to be over here looking back at the mountain being like whoa i climbed that i climbed that yeah yeah there's a purpose for all of it. It's so hard sometimes when you're in the rut to 
to trust that and to feel it and to, you know, embrace it. But yeah, it's there. And, and we always, we always eventually get to the place where we figure it out. Yes. And it's totally normal to like, feel to like, (laughs) it is hard to remember that it is hard. And that's normal to feel, to be, to have those moments and that's okay. Yeah. That is so okay. Yeah. I think the more okay Yeah, I mean, we're going through that collectively right now, right? <laughs> yeah. like, I honestly think we're all gonna we're all gonna look back someday and it's gonna make sense. I, I I keep I remind myself that every day, like someday the whole collective, we're gonna look back and we're gonna understand why we had to go through what we're in the middle of right now. But but you know I so agree. Right now the only thing we can do is trust that. Mm-hmm. Cause what's the alternative of not trusting that? Being miserable? Yeah. yeah, we had to make a choice. Exactly. And that that's another thing that I love and and that I have actually on my lock screen, I have a fo- like a, a piece of art. It's a really cute little rainbow and it says choose joy and it just reminds me every day that like we have a choice. I have a choice. I can decide. I can choose that's awesome. today. Yeah. That's awesome. Mine's choose love. It's on everything. It's on like I have like a whole love collection of like pots I do for vol- for fundraising and yeah, choose love, choose love, choose love. Oh wow. Yeah. So it's like I understand. Cool. But choose joy, choose love. Yeah, yeah. I love it. It's okay, crazy. so the, yeah. Guess what, Holly? <laughs> I think we could talk forever. <laughs> uh, yeah. And and I think that we have to I want to, you know, also like mind your time and, you know, be respectful of the listener's time. So I'm going to do, I'm going to ask you two questions. I'm going to first ask you, I think you all just gave a really powerful message to listeners, but I want to open the door or open the floor for if you have one more, like a message, just if you had the one all encompassing message you would share with anyone listening, uh, what would it be? I would say trust yourself. Because you are the person that knows best what's going on with you. And look, this doesn't apply to like every single person everywhere, but at least coming from a health journey where it was very mysterious and there were no answers. um, Look, there are situations where people, you need to trust other people and there are people who know better and, 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 there are professionals and that kind of thing. But there are also some situations where, you know, there's just, there's, hmm. I'm trying to make sure that I'm like retrainer friendly when I like talk about this, but you know, you know best what's going on with you. And if you, you know, I, I searched, I searched for so long in many different ways, health-wise, career-wise, figuring out who I was, who I needed to be and what felt right for me. I have searched my whole life and I searched for a very long time, at least 12 years, for, for, for health answers. And your answer may not be as easy as looking something up on the internet or going to the doctor, you know, like it may not be as easy as like, Oh, I should be, uh, I should be an accountant or whatever career wise, you know, like I was just talking to someone about, um, I'm a, I'm a 
I process things verbally. So it's very helpful when I talk to people. That's when I really have aha moments. So um, that's why I'm always like, oh, I was talking to somebody because that's when the best things happen. Um, <laughs> but um, I was just talking to someone about now I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> um, oh, 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 that, you know, our, our, the career, like career wise, I think for, you know, I was thinking about being a life coach or whatever. It's because I didn't know, like there was no title for what I want to do. What feels right for me, no title yet exists. And so I actually created my own title. So I say that I am a joy, professional joy bringer and chiller outer at the moment. Mm -hmm. (laughs) At the moment, that's my current title. Um, That's my current career title. And I say, don't be afraid to, to search, to trust yourself, to create uh, what feels right to you, to make up titles, to do, do deep searches on the internet for health stuff. Like obviously be safe and be careful. But I, you know, I was, I, I went vegan like on my health journey, which was the best thing that I ever did. I'm whole food plant-based and that is definitely awesome. I'm still doing that. Made a big difference for me. That and DNRS are the two things that made the biggest change in my life. Um, but you know, for a while I was like fully raw, like fully raw vegan. I like water fasted. I, you know, this is after all the normal stuff, you know, I, I really experimented. Mm -hmm. So in every way, in every context, in every part of life I have searched, I have experimented and, you know, sometimes that's what you need to do to really get to what feels right or to really get to what is going to work for you. And I think that's really like the kind of heart of your podcast, right? And that's why you're trying to get the word out with all this information to people so they can see what, see what works best for them, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the answers are within. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that doesn't mean that sometimes we don't have to experiment with something and find what doesn't work to lead us to what does. It's like relationships. You know, we go through a bunch of bad ones before we find the good one. Completely. <laughs> Completely. Maybe. Maybe we don't. Maybe we get lucky and we meet, it's the first person we meet, you know. Who why, knows? why do we act like it doesn't work like that? Like the first person we meet is supposed to be the one. When we, like, that's not yeah. how it works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... I like your message. Thank you for sharing. Where can people find you? So people can find me. My website is happychillfuntime.com. I'm on Instagram at happychillfuntime. It's pretty much happychillfuntime everywhere um, across all socials, uh, except I know on Twitter, they didn't, they don't give you enough letters. So I'm just happychillfun. Um, but I'm also on TikTok and I'm on YouTube and on Pinterest. I'm still building those platforms. Um, but I plan on getting my meditations up on YouTube. So they're more accessible there. And, and I thought, Oh, why don't I get on Pinterest? So like, you know, if you want to use the episode art to make a board of your favorite episodes so you can keep track of the ones you really like, that might be helpful. So I I made a Pinterest. Awesome. Yeah. And you're on a podcast. You can be found on several platforms, including Apple Podcasts at Happy Chill Fun Time. Yeah. uh, Spotify, everywhere. Mm Mm-hmm.
Awesome. I will include all the links and the good stuff in the show notes for sure so people can get in touch. And I was wondering if kind of to just end it out, we could do that little, you know, just do a sample visualization for the listeners. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to do like a little five-minute guy. And I just wanted to say I do also um, do custom meditations for people. Um, it's a little more of an in-depth process and, um, you know, if you want it to be themed, it can be themed on maybe something you really love, or if it's about, um, manifesting something in your life, um, or a number of things in your life that you want, uh, you know, a certain house somewhere by the beach or, you know, horses or, or whatever, um, we create that too, which is really cool. And I'm going to have, awesome. yeah, I'm also going to have um, a series of sort of targeted meditations available for purchase on my website that are um, very, you know, more cost effective and that you can bundle if you want like some certain specific ones. So yeah. And you can listen to the website or you can listen to the podcast also on my website, happychillfuntime.com. There's a listen page as well. And I know a lot of people listen there. So Yeah. Perfect. Well, they have lots of options. So let's give them some of your brain rewiring medicine. Okay. So yes, I call it a relaxing uh, story time meditation podcast. And it's basically just to get those uh, good neurotransmitters going, that dopamine, serotonin, oxytocin. Um, when we use the concept of mirror neurons, um, we can we understand that when we see or hear or watch someone else doing something, uh, we have the same uh, neurochemical reaction in our body as well. You know, we can see that from watching TV and movies and stuff like that. So when we're listening to calming music and, you know, descriptions of beautiful things and beautiful places, and we can really get into that space and really feel like we're there, we're then activating those um, feel-good neurotransmitters. So why don't we take just three deep breaths Three deep breaths together as we begin to relax our body and mind. We are lying down on the warm earth. The sun has set and the ground is still warm. We can feel that, that warmth. going in to our back, our spine, our legs, warming, relaxing all of those muscles, 
We melt down into that warm earth as we lie beneath the stars. Now that it's night, we can look up and see an incredible array of gorgeous, shining, silvery, sparkling stars. It is a celestial masterpiece, that black velvety sky. and those bright silvery stars. We are feeling so calm and relaxed. So at ease and peace. So at peace. The moon is shining down gently streaming its light down onto us. It feels like a gentle caress from someone we love. Feeling so safe and happy in the moon's presence. And each star is like one of our friends as it twinkles, it's like it's laughing. <laughs> oh, that bright one over there, that one's so funny. That one over there, you can just see it. That one, maybe it's more of a snicker. Let's <laughs> mm, twinkling stars. We look up into the sky, just feeling the energy of the universe, knowing the incredible celestial bodies up there in the sky, those colorful planets. incredible comets, the galaxies and moons. Wow, we live in an incredible place at an amazing time. The world is so beautiful special and unique. We put our hands down on the earth beside us, our palms feeling the warm dirt, the soft realness of the earth. We feel grounded, we feel connected, and we are so grateful. 
and take that beautiful feeling a feeling of peace and calm and gratitude. And we allow that to pour down over our heads. Down over our heads like the sparkling, twinkling stars. It's like all of those stars are sending stardust down. It pours gently, gently down into our brain and lights it up so that it's twinkling, maybe twinkling with that star laughter. <laughs> wow, that feels good. You can see it twinkling as it pours down our spine. It twinkles down into our chest. <laughs> It's maybe a little tickly, feels good. It pours down into our stomach, hips, legs, and feet, down our shoulders, arms, and hands until we are made of stardust. So complete, completely filled. Every atom, Every cell, every fiber of our being is filled with a twinkling piece of stardust. And it feels amazing. We are sparkling. Our whole body from head to toe, inside and outside, sparkling with gratitude, peace, joy and calm it feels so good and we'll take three deep breaths together as we continue to fill our body and just allow that to sparkle and twinkle Take just a moment to send gratitude to yourself. Give yourself a huge truckload of credit for taking a little time out for you today. I love you so very much. And there we have it. A nice little taste of Happy Chill Fun Time with Holly Atkins. Thank you, Holly, for being on the show with me today and sharing your gifts Thank and your wisdom and your experience. Thank you. It's been so much fun. I think we could talk for hours. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do it again. <laughs> All right, self-healers, that's a wrap. <laughs> I hope uh, that the 
conversation today between Holly and myself was inspiring for you. I really want to say thank you once again for being here on this healing journey with me and tuning in weekly. And as a reminder, if this message resonates with you, please download, rate, and review and help me to spread this message as far and wide as possible because let's be honest, it's an important message for the people in our world right now more than ever to hear. If you have a friend who could benefit from the story shared today or you think might benefit from this amazing visualization process, then please send them a link right now so that they can be inspired as well. And over the next week, I encourage you to pick something, one thing that has to do with strengthening neuroplasticity that we went over today and try it once a day. Maybe it is just a five minute visualization. Maybe it is I'm going to wake up every morning and brush my teeth with my non-dominant hand. Or maybe it is I'm going to eat one meal a day with my non-dominant hand, no matter what it is. Yes, even salads. <laughs> so give it a try for the next week and see how it feels. And, you know, you can always, if you are interested in the visualizations, but you just don't feel that you have that creative spark yet, I know it's there. I know it's within you but maybe you need a little inspiration, check out Holly's podcast. Um, I use her podcast all the time just to get inspired to come up with new creative ideas that I can, um, you know, manipulate and embark on within my own uh, guided experience. So yeah, there are tools out there and there are people out there who are really supporting this journey. So once a day, one neuroplasticity exercise for you. Until next week, friends, make